Hello, and welcome to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rednick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Ben Falcone, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Craig Thrasher, Portfolio Manager of the KAR International Small Cap Strategy. Craig, non-U.S. equity markets had strong fourth quarter returns, propelling solid returns for all of 2023. Can you provide our listeners with your observations on fourth quarter performance for international small and mid-cap equities? And how did your portfolio perform during the quarter as well as the year? Well, I'd say that equity and really bond market performance as well over the last two years or so has been primarily driven by interest rates and, and inflation expectations. In 2022, markets were coming to the realization that inflation was going to be higher for longer than many had expected. And this was a headwind for basically all asset classes in 2022. Uh, In 2023, we started to see interest rates and inflation expectations moderate. And we now have markets expecting interest rate cuts from global central banks as we head into 2024. So this has led to a rebound in equity prices and bond prices. And certainly this was a theme in the fourth quarter as well, where we saw lower interest rates driving stocks higher, both in the U.S. and internationally. Craig, can you provide our listeners with a few of the key contributors to your portfolio during the fourth quarter and all of 2023 from both a sector and geographical perspective? Well, continuing on the theme of of interest rates, we have a few holdings in the portfolio where the business is, is in one way or another tied to mortgage market activity. So um, in those cases, there's a, a fairly direct impact from interest rates. And with interest rates coming down recently, these stocks have performed relatively well. And we also have a, a few companies that are operate investment platforms in, in various countries where the revenues are tied to asset prices. And so the recent rise in, in equity prices has benefited those companies as well. And so overall, in our portfolio, financial services was an area of strength for the quarter and for the year. Geographically, we saw a lot of the underperforming regions in, in 2022 outperform in 2023. This would include areas where, where we're overweight, notably in the UK and Europe and particularly Eastern Europe. So these are markets that underperformed in 2022 as they were the most negatively impacted from the Russian invasion of Ukraine in terms of sentiment, rising energy prices, et cetera. And in 2023, some of the fear around these markets seems to have subsided. Perhaps the economies there were not as bad as some feared. And it looks like, at least for now, the worst seems to be behind us in terms of the economic impact from the situation in Ukraine. Craig, the UK experienced slightly negative GDP growth in the third quarter and could be heading for a shallow recession. What is your outlook for the UK economy and how does this impact your decisions to own companies with exposure to the UK in your portfolio? Well, this is a good question. I think it's a, a good example of how our investment philosophy and process uh, impacts our portfolio positioning. And our goal is really to just go around the world and, and find exceptional companies and try to invest in them at the most attractive prices that we can find. We're not macroeconomic forecasters. Um, obviously, we're aware of what's happening from a macroeconomic perspective in in key markets around the world. And this is gonna be a factor in our process. But what we find from a practical perspective is that whatever the consensus outlook is for a particular country or region over the next 12 to 18 months, this is invariably already reflected in, in asset prices. And we would argue most of the time overly reflected in asset prices in our view. So 
Right now, the UK market is certainly cheap, mainly due to the weak current sentiment. But when we invest in these companies in the UK, we're we're looking at a five to ten year outlook, not a you know five to ten month outlook. And you know, really, the truth is that when we're talking about underlying business value, these the the valuation of any company is really only marginally impacted by what happens over say a one year period. So. And we feel quite comfortable owning the companies that we own in the UK because we believe that the UK market over the long term is going to be fine. And, and we believe that we own great companies there. And importantly, we feel that we own them at attractive prices due to the underlying values that we're buying them in and owning them at. And, and that's really due to the concerns over the economic outlook that you mentioned. Craig, China continues to have economic challenges stemming from a weak property market, decline of foreign direct investment a more difficult economic comparison heading into 2024 with the end of lockdowns uh, that we saw in 2023, and a recent statement by Xi that Beijing will reunify Taiwan with mainland China, but the timing has not yet been decided. How do you think about opportunities there and related countries in Southeast Asia with such a difficult backdrop? Yes, certainly China has its fair share of challenges right now. And as I alluded to in my answer to the previous question, we would often see this as an opportunity to look for attractive valuations. And as, as it relates to the concerns over the macroeconomic situation and sentiment in China, we, we, do, we do feel that way. However, you mentioned the China and Taiwan reunification, which you know, is a real concern and, and adds, a, adds an element of complexity that, frankly, for us and for anybody really is difficult to handicap. So, you know, we do find it difficult to envision a situation where China does invade Taiwan. But we've also learned from recent experience with Russia and Ukraine that sometimes what we think are, are really unlikely events, sometimes these events can still happen. And it seems pretty clear to us that an outright invasion of Taiwan would be devastating, not just for China and Taiwan and, and Asia, but likely for global GDP. And we, we've done some research and most estimates that we've seen predict that global GDP contraction would be worse than, say, co- the COVID-19 pandemic or the global financial crisis. And so really, it's difficult for us or frankly, it's impossible for us to to position the portfolio in a way that would insulate us from that kind of a situation where China invades Taiwan. Craig, as we head into 2024 and you begin to think about the complexity of the global equity market environment, can you speak to the allure of non-U.S. equity markets and how your portfolio is positioned relative to your benchmark? I would say in terms of, of our benchmark and portfolio, though, the, the direct exposure to China and Taiwan is relatively low. For our benchmark, China and Hong Kong is about a 3% weight. We're slightly underweight relative to the benchmark, so less than 3% in those areas. And Taiwan specifically is about 6% in our benchmark. We have about 2% exposure. So again, we're, we're relatively, uh, relatively low weight there. In Asia, overall, our, our benchmark is around 31%, and we have about 20% exposure to Asia. So again, while we're not in the business of, of predicting what is going to happen there, I would say on a relative basis, our exposure is, is somewhat limited. Craig, thanks for taking the time to provide your insight to our KaneCast listeners. You've just listened to KaneCast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. For more of our investing insights, head over to our website, www.kane.com. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management, CAR. 
This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.